celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. And welcome in. This is the Music Vibes Podcast, and I'm your host, DC Hendrix. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Search me. I'm at DC Hendrix on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, official DC Hendrix. Make sure you search the Music Vibes Podcast on all of your social media platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, scroll on down, leave us a review, click the words, write a review, and let us know what you are thinking of this podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way, you keep up to date with what we got going on. So today's episode is a brand new interview with Dave Davies. He's from the Kinks. He's got a brand new live album out on vinyl record, live at the bottom line. We reflect on that, reflect on the early days with the Kinks, talk a little Jimi Hendrix, some of his personal favorite bands he got to tour with and alongside during his early days with the Kinks, and much more. Now, this is a Zoom interview, so it's us talking on video. The interview is also on YouTube. If you want to check it out, I'm at DC Hendrix on YouTube as well. So, without further ado, introducing the Kinks, Dave Davies. Pretend like we didn't do this before. Oh. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good the first time. We got to do it again. How about that? Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> so Dave, we got to start off. So there's so much I could talk to you about. I mean, there's so much, um, so many years of experience, so many great, so much great music throughout the years. So I want to get caught up on even how you got started. Early on, I know you talk a lot about your music influences. Um, you know, coming up early, I know you like some blues. I know you grew up on that and grew up on, got to meet a lot of people in the 60s. So who are some of your personal influences early on in your career? Well, I think my major influences when I was a kid style out, it, it has to be, it was all the rockers and it was all the blues guys, all the important blues guys. But I, I think, uh, although I love people like Ricky Nelson and Elvis, my major real turn was with Chuck Berry. Because Chuck Berry had the whole, the whole set, the full set, the looks, the guitar tone, style, the great, great voice, the lyrics. He was a great lyricist. He was a poet. And, um, and he, above all, he was funny. Right, with his, his 
Duck Walken. Tons of charisma. Oh, man. <laughs> Without humour, you know, it makes such a big difference. And I think that Ray and I, in the kinks over the years, we realised that humour was, was a major thing. And when you're writing and, like, when you're recording and recording and touring, day after day, week after, you need the humour to get get yourself through it. That's right. So, That's right. And I love, of course, um, Hank Williams is a big, big influence because what he was singing about in America was happening to us as a working class uh, Cockney family in London. Mm-hmm. And so we can relate to a lot of the feelings, you know, uh, uh, of having to queue up for jobs and mm-hmm. talk down to, and you know, we can relate to all that. So it was, and so Lead Belly was a big influence, and uh, oh, so many. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Andy, Andy Cochran was a big influence for me. Because he was a guitar guy, and he was really ahead of the game, I think. You know, performing his style was well ahead of the game. Yeah, speaking of that, you know, someone that played the guitar that was a little bit ahead of the game. Um, I'm wearing a, I don't know if you can see it, a nice Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I, I am aware that you... I think you guys had an encounter. You got to meet Jimmy well, once. I, met him. I didn't know him, know him that well at all, but I got to meet him in the early days. We we met on an aeroplane going to a TV show in Sweden. And um, he was a very quiet guy. He was very polite. Um, and he, he said during a conversation, he thought, that you really got me was a, a landmark record, and uh, and uh, which coming from him, it was, you know, he was a big, big influence on everyone and everything that happened. Guitar sound, the tone, the emotion, the madness, the everything, man. Guitar on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legendary yeah i know you know and you talked about really got me and i imagine that was probably you know the big hit that you got when you guys knew like all right we can really do some things with this band was that the song when you guys knew like all right this is a hit and we could really have a successful career yeah, yeah. i mean we had a couple of we had two i think it was two many hits before and you really got me well, when Ray wrote, you really got me. And um, I was listening to that riff on the piano. It's like a jazz riff, really. And uh, I transposed it to my guitar, and I had developed this guitar tone that I slashed speakers of this small old Pico amp. Yeah. Speakers all the way around. I didn't even think it would work, really. Oh. I plugged it in, they came out with rasping and grinding sound. 
and it was, and I, th I, I knew when Ray started writing that song and we had that guitar sound, I had this sneaking feeling that it was going to be a, a big hit. And strangely enough, though, a lot of people didn't like it. You know, a lot of people yeah. on the periphery of, you know, the business. Wow. I don't know how someone could like it. That's, I mean, well, I'm... Because it was I'm, so, so different. It was. Uh, noisy was. shit. What's that? Yeah, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> People that knew, knew, you know, when eyes were up. Yeah, sometimes, you know, the different from the norm takes a little bit until it kicks in. Until it, take, it can take, it. take a while, yeah. Uh, everything that that's new is, isn't always liked straight away. And the people are very fearful of change. Yeah. Even and well, when you think it wouldn't matter. And kind of go, going back to the King's days, um, just kind of digging in for you on, from a personal perspective, um, what was the most fun album to record going oh. back to the King's days? That's really tough. I think... Obviously, the early albums that when we and when we we didn't really know we wanted to just get a collection of songs together to mm. get an album together. I think they were all fun in different ways because the the great thing about recording with the Kinks and recording with Ray was the fact that. Um, all the songs were so different. We had such a varied taste in music. Because when me and Ray grew up listening to music, we had, we, my, we had older sisters, and my dad played banjo, and uh, we had so many influences, like I said, country, and like, mm -hmm. uh, it was all American music. And there were some great people in England, like, Lonnie Donegan, Skiffle player. I don't think you really had Skiffle in America. But it was like, it was our version of blues, but it wasn't anything like it. It was like a scrubby sort of sound. But Lonnie Donegan bought, helped bring blues to America. I remember Lonnie Donegan, he played banjo in, in a, 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 a Dixieland Trad band. Yeah. Um, he brought, he introduced us to people like Ledbelly, like me, Rock Island Lion, and Goodnight Irene. And what, I mean, they blew me away. Amazing. So, you know, we were lucky. There were so many influences. And I think that's why when we became recording artists, we had so many different types of songs to choose from, or ideas, or, uh, it's, you know, we were very lucky to have such a, 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 well of, a well of great music to glean from, you know, to be inspired by. Everything like Fats Domino, Fats Waller, um, wow. <laughs> you know, everything, because it all goes when you're a kid, growing up. All this music goes in and oh wow. Yeah, those are the early day Fats Domino. I, it's been a while since I heard oh, Fats Domino. Orleans. 
I headstand up on my back, my implant, that kind of like, I don't know, it's just fantastic. And they're timeless. All the greatest stuff's timeless. Absolutely. That That's what... Right. It's just just Throughout the years, obviously, you guys had a variety of timeless records, and I... I showed you that I'm playing one right now. So out of the, let's see, you probably won't be able to see it, but so through all the Kinks years, okay, your personal, what song, so I I ask this to all the musicians that play live, okay, because everyone has their own song that kind of amps them up a little bit extra when they're on stage. So in terms of Kinks songs, which one always gave you a little extra pep in your step? Well, I'm just, Recently, got this new album out, out of one of the solo shows at the. Uh, it's twenty years ago. They're re-releasing it this year, and um, they're kind of my my kind of favorite Kink stuff and Dave Davis stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my most favorite Kink songs to play and to sing. Is a track called I'm Not Like Everybody Else. Oh. And, and it, it always kind of resonates with us as a band. You know, yeah. we, when we first started, we weren't like the Stones. We weren't like the Animals. Right. We like, we were, we're not like everybody else. That's right. Else. So that's always been a very special song. But you, you guys, and I should try and get this. Is live the the bottom line? Bottom live at the bottom line. Yeah. Look out for it. That's right. And I wanted so let's dig into you go, going solo. I mean, I always I'm so curious because it's I I would be scared to go. I'm like I, you know, I'm so used to doing this thing with a few other guys. I got my brother. I'm a little scared. So. So what about you? How, how was that decision for you? And, uh, you know, how did you feel when you were first making that solo decision? Well, um, I did have solo hits. Death of a Clown and a couple of others in the 60s that were like uh, in amongst all the Waterloo sunsets, all the sunny afternoons and hits of the 60s. Mm. So I did have a, a solo um, career as well. But um, I didn't make an album, really, until 79. Mm-hmm. some reason, I couldn't get my head around it. I enjoyed being a part of a band. And it took me a long time to find a, a voice, a style. And uh, so in, in 1979, I, I released my first real um several albums. It was a lot of fun. And some years later, I got people trying to persuade. I was very reluctant to do solo shows. But I'm glad I did, because it's it's different. It's wonderful. And um, I'm very excited about doing my my first show. One of my best that I thought was was a tour this band I used on mm-hmm. bottom. 
and it was a lot of fun. And we we got to play some old Kink songs and some new Dave songs and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Yeah, there, there was an album that you released. I think it was mid two thousands. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was called. Um, that was one that I really enjoyed as well. And a lot of people, um, you know, when you go solo, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot of fans that stick with you um, throughout that just want to hear, you know, are curious to hear yeah. uh, what a what a Dave Davey solo record sounds like. And it it was really good. I was listening to it on Spotify earlier, actually earlier this morning. Um, okay. and I, it's something yeah, I had I, I made quite a few solo albums. Yeah. Ripping up time, um ripping up New York. Yeah. Um, very rough and rough and roll. You know, I like that rough sounding style of like it's my roots. You know, yeah. when I when I first listened to um John Lee Hooker Oh, I thought it was, it was incredible, by the way. Mm-hmm. There was no dressing. There was no echoes. And no, uh-oh. Are you there, man? Yeah, I'm still here. It was kinked. It was called kinked. T- 2006, kinked. Kinked, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm glad you like that, yeah. Killing me. I had to go back. I was like, I just got done listening to it. So, oh. yeah, that was one. The colorful cover. Um, a nice cover cover art as well. Um, I think it's just something that, you know, someone creative like yourself that, like you always talk about, just so many ideas, so many different ideas. I think yeah. you almost, I think you almost owe it to yourself, right? To try the solo thing. Is that, is that what it is? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think it was good. It wasn't, it's always good to have product out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I get very impatient. Like, right. Like the song, yeah. it sounds good. You know, I'm, I've never been one to sort of want to spend like months in the studio to get everything. Just so, you know. if you feel it, do it. You know, I've always been like that. <laughs> Absolutely, and so I wanted to ask you about. So I believe in the. I think it was the '80s. You went to a tour out in Europe. And did you have a chance to see and meet the one and only Rick James? I did meet him, Rick James, in in yes. Germany. We were touring. We said, oh God, we've toured so many places. <laughs> Germany a lot. Oh and, wow! And Rick, in the earlier days, I mean, Rick James was really big in Germany, so mm. we got parts, and um, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> cool, but he was he had like a, a bit of a what's that what's that phrase like a tongue and cheek a bit yeah. cheeky but <laughs> too seriously he was a great performer mm-hmm. and, but I'm lucky I've, I've worked with so many great people you know mm-hmm. and um yeah you shared you shared the stage shared the bill with so many people throughout the years. So who would, who's, who else was on the build with you that resonates the most? Like looking back, who was one of the most fun people to tour with? Well, and we didn't, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, in the early days, I mean, and there was many times when we, we worked with the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. The Beach Boys did a few shows, and there was one show in particular um, we did in Ireland, I think. It was on festival. And um, we went on stage, and I didn't even know the Beach Boys, boys were there. <laughs> Sometimes it's big festivals, it's a mass of people and just get on there and do your thing. And um, we came off stage and the Beach Boys were standing there. And I think it was Dennis, bless him, uh-huh. was crying. And I think, oh wow, I said, was it that bad? <laughs> <laughs> He said, "No, it's it just it's just such an emotional event for us. And it was an emotional thing for for, for me and Ray as well. And there's someone else. And it was a night in. Oh God, how long we got? It was like it was a night in in Florida when we played some shows." And I came off stage and the Bee Gees were standing. Oh, wow. They had tears in their eyes. I'm, I thought, was this my bad, surely? <laughs> but they, they can relate to the brotherliness, like me and Ryan, all the problems of being a family and being in the band. And you know, it's very moving. And of course, they wrote some incredible records. That's crazy. Yeah, those. BGs, Beach Boys, but obviously the Kinks, you know, that you guys throughout the years and you yourself. Um, I know things aren't normal right now, as you see, like I'm at home, my record's behind me. So like things aren't, things aren't normal. There's no live shows no, really. Drive in. Hopefully drive in next year we can get doing some rocking again, which would be nice. Absolutely. I'm going to have to check you out. As soon, I'm going to be on the lookout as oh, soon as yeah. you release well, really those live shows. Keep me posted, man, and we'll keep in touch. And Absolutely. Directly we can do some stuff, we'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah, you got the live at the bottom line. Want to promote yeah. that one more time. Get, get to your local record store and grab that record. Dave's been showing it throughout the interview. Grab that record. It's a must-have. I still got to get my hands on it. I've listened to it, but I still need to get my hands on it, of course, and have it. Add it to my nice collection, of course. Oh, that I, yeah. <laughs> I'll add it. And uh, you mentioned, so is there anything else coming out anytime soon that you have to yeah, we've got, um, The Kinks have got a, a re-release of Loaded vs. Power Man and the Money Around came out in October. Yeah. So look out for that. Some new stuff. Not new, but like um, revamped demos and... Uh, you know, it's really what some interviews of me and Ray talking wow. with each other. It's kind of unique stuff on it. So Good. look out for that. It's a big, a big release coming up from BMJ. Absolutely. That's great stuff. I'm going to have to look out for that as well. Oh, Dave, you thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much for doing this and, you know, talking about Live yeah. at the Bottom Line, grab that upcoming Kinks record, kind of revamped and reflecting on the old days. I really appreciate it. Great stuff. With yeah, Lola versus Power Man and the Money Go Around. That's right. Really, yeah. Boxer. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to get this up. We gotta we gotta hang out. Live shows. 
We do it. We do it. Come to the Midwest, and I'll. I'll well, I love you. Chicago. It's one of my, my favorite places to play. Chicago, love it. Chicago. That's where we'll meet. That's my favorite place too. So oh. that chair, perfect. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's only a couple hours away. Yeah, man, fabulous. Let's do that. Sounds good. All right, you take care. Keep being safe and keep being Dave Davies. Okay. That's right. Social distance and shake. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love, man. Take care. Bless you. All right, thanks so much to Dave Davies from the Kings for joining us here on the Music Vibes podcast. Had an absolute blast reflecting on the early days with the Kinks. Live at the bottom line, available everywhere at your local record store. You can also get it on Amazon. Be sure to hit up Dave Davies on all social media and check out all of the upcoming releases with him and both the Kinks. So it's time to drop the needle, sponsored by 20 Pass 4 and More, located at 2014 Broadway Street here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So we got to travel back to when the Kinks got a big hit and they knew that they could do some special things, according to Dave Davies. Here is the Kinks. You really got me. Let's drop the needle. Hendrix on the Music Vibes podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.